Hello, fellow peacemakers. Welcome to Make Peace Not Beef, a fun and informative podcast about making peace with yourself and the world. I am your host, Lily, and I cover everything from how to fight climate change to plant-based living to self-development to pop culture. Tune in for buckets of facts and nuggets of wisdom that will make you a better and wiser human and the world a better place. Be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel, Make Peace Not Beef, for video episodes, bonus content, and other fun stuff. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at MakePeaceNotBeef for episode highlights and cool giveaways. My DMs are always open. I'm also on Clubhouse at Lily Tong. That's L-I-L-L-Y-T-O-N-G. Lastly, please don't forget to leave my podcast a five-star review. Alrighty, without further ado, let the episode begin. What's cooking, beautiful peacemakers? It's been a while since I've done a solo segment, and I've missed talking to you. Oh, by the way, it was Earth Day five days ago, so I guess happy belated Earth Day. But I mean, isn't it technically Earth Day every day unless we live on Mars? So I think we all better do our part to preserve our planet, the pale blue dot. And yes, that includes you, Elon Musk. Anyway, the last few episodes have been pretty serious, right? I mean, a life on our planet, climate justice. Good talks, but real serious stuff. Today, I'm going to do something much more lighthearted. In fact, if you check out the YouTube version of this episode, you'll see that I've actually filmed it outdoors. In today's episode, I will focus on your health and help you adopt a plant-based diet by introducing you to 10 flavorful, nutrient-dense Asian vegetables that you've probably never heard of that I eat all the time. And nope, bok choy is not on my list because everybody already knows bok choy, right? Goodbye, bok choy. Then I'll talk about where you can buy them and ways to cook them. Together, we're gonna expand your palate, diversify your diet, and boost your health and immunity, especially during the pandemic. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. For those of you who skipped episode two where I talked about my upbringing, I'm Chinese-Canadian. So that means I eat a lot of delicious home-cooked Chinese food, especially my mom's heavenly cooking. Yeah, the same mom that's also an entrepreneur. She's a lot of stuff. When I say Chinese food, you might picture, I don't know, food court Chinese food like orange sesame chicken, chow mein, or some Americanized concoction. Yeah, that's not it, because those are not authentic. A quick one-on-one on Chinese food. Chinese cuisine is one of the world's most ancient, versatile, and varied, boosting a wide range of cooking methods from steaming, boiling, stir-frying, pan-frying, deep-frying, braising, roasting, simmering, stewing, and it also boasts a wide range of dishes. In my house, though, 99% of the time, I just stick to good old stir-fry. Fun fact, tofu was invented in China more than 2,000 years ago during the Han Dynasty, And no, I do not know how to make it myself. I just buy it from the grocery store. It's much easier that way. Depending on where you are in China, the food tastes radically different. So I would say the four most well-known types of Chinese cuisine, there's Sichuan cuisine in Southwest China, known for its hot and spicy pungent taste. Its signature dishes include mapo tofu and Chinese hot pot. 
Then there's Xi'an cuisine in northwest China, known for all sorts of delicious pulled noodle dishes soaked in chili oil that I absolutely adore. Then there's Guangdong cuisine, also known as Cantonese cuisine from Guangdong province in southeast China, known for all sorts of dim sums, nourishing and healing soups with deep flavor. And lastly, I'd say Jiangnan cuisine near Shanghai in the eastern part of China, known for those mini soup dumplings, sweet and sour dishes, and generally sweeter dishes. Whereas the rest of the country is like, nope, we like our food savory. Okay, cool. So without further ado, what are these Chinese vegetables that I eat all the time that you've probably never even heard of, or at least never tried? Number one, chives. This one you might have heard of, but you have no idea how much chives my family eats on a daily basis. My mom makes dumplings, pancakes filled with chives and vermicelli. You can also stir fry with eggs if you're not vegan, or if you are vegan, tofu scrambled, and eat it with rice. So chives are these long, skinny strands of bright green, grass-looking vegetable that have this very unique, pungent, and fragrant taste. And they kind of resemble the appearance of green onions, but they're not at all the same thing. In traditional Chinese medicine, chives are known to be incredibly healing on the gut, and they boost immunity, as they're extremely high in fiber, also high in vitamin A and C. Now, I know some of you may think of chives as a spice rather than a vegetable, especially in Western cuisine, but I've been eating chives as a side dish with my rice since I was a kid. So if you go to any Chinese or Korean grocery store or just any Asian supermarket in general, you should be able to find fresh chives in a bundle. And I believe Chinese chives are a lot larger in size compared to Western chives. Remember this, chives are usually in season during the spring, and really fresh chives should have a pungent smell. So give it a try the next time you're there. Chives will not disappoint you. Number two, scapes or garlic shoots. Scapes are probably my favorite vegetable because the garlicky flavor and crunchy texture is out of this world good. I eat it almost every week. They are long green stalks that grow out of garlic bulbs. I know it sounds weird, but you just gotta trust me that this thing is delicious. Just Google scapes. You can stir fry scapes with some black fungus, carrot slices, and Chinese black bean sauce. I'll explain what black fungus is later. It's also known as Chinese wood ear mushroom. What are all these weird names, Lily? I know, just bear with me. You can thank me later when you realize how delicious they taste. Scapes are also extremely high in fiber, vitamin A and C. They reduce inflammation, prevent heart disease and cancer. There goes my sweet escape, Gwen Stefani. Number three, black fungus or wood ear mushrooms. Warning, the names will only get weirder and weirder from here. It's called a wood ear mushroom because the shape resembles an ear that grows on wood. It's actually really interesting. Just go Google it. Once again, I know it sounds creepy, but it's actually really delicious. Oh my God, let me tell you, I eat an obscene amount of these, okay? They usually come in dried form. You just gotta soak them in water for 15 minutes to rehydrate them, and then you can literally just slice them up and stir fry them with literally just about anything, like anything. And they have such a nice chewy crunch. It almost feels like you're eating jellyfish. And you can also make scrumptious appetizers with these in the summer. I don't know any Chinese person who doesn't like woodier mushrooms. I'm pretty sure the Japanese love it too, so go give it a try. Number four, crown daisy, or in Chinese, we call it tonghao. In ancient China, only the emperors and empresses got to eat tonghao, making it an imperial delight. 
I would say that out of all the vegetables on this list, this one has got the most distinct aroma. I've just never tasted any vegetable like this, okay? It's got a strong personality for sure. <laughs> it's one of a kind and it stands out from the crowd because once you eat it, you'll be like, yeah, that's, that's Tonghao right there, like unmistakably. Probably also an acquired taste, but I've grown to just love it. I'm pretty sure some Korean people love it too because when I was Googling recipes for Tonghao, there seems to be quite a few Korean recipes that use it. Now, needless to say, Tonghao is extremely nutritious and it's also claimed to have mood regulating effect and it helps prevent memory loss. So basically, eat more Crown Daisy or Tonghao. Number five, bitter melon. No, 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 no. It's not anything like a honeydew or cantaloupe. You wouldn't eat it as a fruit. At least I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> we eat it as a vegetable. Bitter melon is, well, it's a little bit bitter. But in Chinese medicine, anything that's slightly bitter in taste is usually anti-inflammatory and has powerful medicinal properties. So bitter melon is no exception. It's used to heal inflammation of the body's organs, including the heart, the lung, the liver, and etc. But really, bitter melon tastes so good. Although I do admit, once again, it's an acquired taste like many other Asian vegetables. It will take you some time to get used to it, especially the bitterness. Now stir fry it with some thin slices of Anaheim, banana or shishito peppers, or any other spicier Asian peppers. And the taste will grow on you, I promise you. I actually find that if you leave the stir-fried bitter melon overnight uh, in the fridge, it actually soaks in the flavor so much better. So the next day you can just take it out of the fridge and stir-fry it with some rice and it makes a delicious fried rice. Yum. Number six, morning glory or water spinach. <laughs> I told you the names are gonna get weirder. Water spinach is an incredibly delicious leafy green, and it does not taste anything similar to regular spinach. It's a lot smoother in taste. It's got a very special reputation in my house because we actually make two separate dishes from this, one using the stem and one using the leaves. So the leaves, we usually just stir fry with some oil, garlic, and salt, real simple, right? And then the stem, we actually dice it into three millimeter pieces and we stir fry with some more pungent spices and seasonings such as, you know, chili peppers and vinegar to make it more like a crunchy side dish. Like any other leafy greens, it's high in vitamin A and C, but also iron, potassium, and magnesium. It's a superfood you'll want to eat often. Number seven, sweet potato leaves. Wow, talk about my favorite leafy greens. This is probably the tastiest and one of the most nutritious leafy greens I've ever eaten, period. Sweet potato leaves, that's right, not sweet potatoes, but it's leaves. It can beat kale or Swiss chard by a long shot any day. I'm actually very surprised that non-Asians have almost never heard of it because it's loaded with flavor and antioxidants in vitamin A, vitamin B6, magnesium, iron, zinc, protein, calcium, you name it with cancer-fighting superpowers. You need to get on the sweet potato leaves train right now. When you stir-fry it with some garlic and olive oil to perfection, it actually retains an elegant emerald green color that's so pretty. The taste is so fresh, delicate, and satisfying. But be sure to eat it when it's in season, which is usually in the autumn. So around September, October, you should find the freshest batch of these in Chinese grocery stores. Number eight, Chinese cabbage also known as Napa cabbage. The taste is totally different from your regular green cabbage, which is raw and crunchy. 
Chinese cabbage is softer and sweeter, and it's usually used in Chinese soups, where you would stew the cabbage with tofu and vermicelli and some white pepper to taste. And the cabbage will release its natural, almost creamy fragrance into the soup. I love a hearty bowl of Chinese cabbage soup, especially in the winter. It warms you up from head to toe. You can probably find Chinese cabbage in even just a regular grocery store or supermarket, but I'm not sure. Try. Number nine, yu choy. So I know I said earlier that bok choy is not on the list because bok choy is overrated, kind of. But have you ever heard of yu choy? So choy actually means vegetable in Cantonese, and yu means oil. I speak Mandarin though, so I don't speak Cantonese.、Uh, but whatever. In my opinion, yu choy is the slimmer and tastier and leafier cousin of bok choy. You might disagree with me. Bok choy has kind of got this chubby stalk, whereas yu choy has definitely got a stronger, I would say, leafy scent, but in a good way. Try stir frying it with some vegan oyster sauce, or you know, a regular oyster sauce for not vegan.、Um, I think the simpler the better. You don't want to overdo the seasoning and end up overshadowing the vegetable's intrinsic flavor, and that is the key. Number ten, snow pea shoots, another leafy green. I don't know why, but. I just feel like snow pea shoots are reserved for special occasions, because it's a lot more expensive than the other Chinese vegetables. And the reason why I put snow pea shoots last is because I have a love-hate relationship with this vegetable. The tender ones are really, really good, and they have a baby green color. But the other ones are just really tough to chew, and the taste is not so pleasant. So it's a hit or miss. They're usually in season during the spring and summer. So if you can get a hold of them or at a Chinese restaurant, do give it a try. Okay, so that's it for ten vegetables you've probably never heard of that I eat all the time. If you've actually heard of some of them, good for you. Now go to an Asian grocery store and try incorporating these unsung heroes into your diet, because life is more than just broccoli and kale and spinach. Just try stir frying, boiling, adding them to soups. Experiment in the kitchen. There are no rigid rules in Chinese dishes when it comes to stir frying leafy greens, so get creative. Try adding salt, soy sauce, chili peppers, bell peppers, mushrooms, tofu, whatever you like. Just don't use maple syrup, <laughs> okay? Cooking is a fun, enjoyable activity that is also a stress reliever. Remember, the key to being healthy is to eat a diverse, whole food, plant-based diet, coupled with adequate exercise and sleep, and a healthy mindset. All right, peacemakers. I hope that was helpful and that you were inspired to make a trip to your local Asian grocery store. If you do end up cooking with any of these vegetables, be sure to take a photo and post it on Instagram and tag me at makepeacenotbeef. That's one word, no space. And you should definitely follow me on Instagram if you still haven't. I would love to see those beautiful photos and let me know if you like them or not. If you want more episodes like this, please feel free to DM me on Instagram or shoot me an email and ask me to do more episodes related to food. I'd love to talk more about this. Okay, all right, peacemakers. I will see you in the kitchen. All right, that's a wrap. I hope you liked today's episode and found it helpful. Remember, you can watch the video version of this episode on my YouTube channel, Make Peace Not Beef. Please don't forget to subscribe and rate for more exciting content down the road. Your support is my creative juice. If you have any questions or comments, 
please head over to my social media on Twitter, Instagram at MakePeaceNotBeef, or shoot me an email at lily at makepeacenotbeef.com. That's L-I-L-L-Y. Feel free to check out my website, makepeacenotbeef.com, for more information. Alrighty, peacemakers, I'll see you in the next episode. Peace.